previously on Incredible Critics. Uh, let us know what you think. Frankie, where can people connect with us? You guys can follow us on, like us on Twitter. I'm sorry. No, I, that's all wrong. You can, you can, you can <laughs> like us no. on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook, though, and uh, see all the stuff we post on there. Facebook.com slash Incredible Critics. Follow us on Twitter. We are the Incredible Critics. Incredible, not because we're great, but because our credibility should seriously be questioned. I am Ben Franco. Joining me this week is Frankie Fusco. Frankie, hey, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. And also joining us this week, first time ever, uh, guest, Connor Stambaugh. Connor, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Connor is my uh, colleague from work, and so we talk movies all the time in order to pass the time and also send each other links and stuff like that as we find it and nerd out over film. So it's awesome having you here. Yeah, man. It's funny. We used to sit right next to each other, so it was a lot easier to talk film. Now we sit about 30 feet from each other, so I just have to listen to your podcast because I'm too lazy to get up to go talk to you. <laughs> I would not walk 30 feet to go talk to Ben either, so I totally understand what you're talking about. Nor would yeah, I have like you to. I am client or anything like that that you guys talk yeah, to? Yeah, exactly. Yep. So how's your guys' week going? Anything interesting happening? I got new appliances. I know. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Tell us Actually, more. Um, it's funny how things change in your life as you get older because I've never been more excited about something in my whole entire life. Like all the new appliances came today and I met my whole entire kitchen remodel was completely done and it was all DIY and uh, it looks amazing. And they destroyed my house bringing in the appliances, but the kitchen looks great. <laughs> That's all that have, matters. Yeah. I have a lot of uh, issues with Lowe's right now. We're going through a lot of those uh, social media fighting and waiting to hear back from them. The delivery guy like decided it was a cool idea to take out the old dishwasher and carry it by himself through my house instead of waiting for his partner to come in and like smash the wall, tripped over a step, ripped up the wood flooring. Oh, man, that's awful. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of fun. Um, but the kitchen looks great. So, I mean. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Connor, did you get any new appliances this week? No new appliances. No, everything is... Uh... I'm living that apartment life right now, so it just comes with uh, your standard standard set. So luckily, we haven't had any issues, but uh, no, everything is, is still the same. My uh, <laughs> So I haven't had much of any excitement um, to speak of. Over the weekend, I had a nice Friendsgiving, which was nice. Um, a lot of food, too much food, so I'll be eating that all week. Speaking nice. of Friendsgiving, a uh, little rant real quick, but like my sister had a Friendsgiving for her daughter's friends so my niece's friends that you can't do that that's not right that's a friends giving for friends yeah well hear me out a friends giving is supposed to be for people our age who like don't really have families yet and like people you know it's it's basically or you have just starting your families it's all like your close friends all those kids they're all 13 they have like fam they're gonna have thanksgiving and family over in on the thursday i think that's no i think you're stealing something from our generation and and we don't have much left okay so i'm not okay with it <laughs> like, we, already get, we already get called millennials and we're not and then when when we're not getting called millennials the millennials are taking more stuff from us so that's, we can't win that's very true and millennials think we're old so it's like there's no winning i mean i it doesn't sound that bad to me but it's horrible ben but... it's a it's it's killing america it's really what it is it's it's 
this yeah. is part of Frankie's plan to make America great again. This is, oh wow! To set an age limit for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for silencing your phone, Frankie. That's a uh, <laughs> real hey. professional of you. Final days to use my mobile in-store offer. It's not true. They really <laughs> use their coupons. Oh man! Well, today we're gonna uh, talk briefly about what's on, what we've been watching, or reading, or whatever. Then we're gonna talk about. Um, then we're gonna talk about the Punisher, and then finish it up with some favorite films featuring female leads. I tried to think of a fourth F word for the alliteration, but I couldn't come up with lead, a good word for lead that started with with an f so yeah i guess front front woman doesn't make sense yeah yeah so so you know i made i was almost there favorite features or favorite films featuring female leads uh Uh, but first let's uh talk about what's been on what have you guys been watching connor you've been watching a couple of movies this week uh i have yeah in the past week i got to go out and see see two films in theaters which was nice i saw two wildly different Films. Yeah, they, uh, they're polar opposites. They really are. They really are. Um, I saw The Killing of a Sacred Deer uh, last week while I was in Baltimore. And then when I was home visiting my parents in New Jersey, I took my mother to see uh, Victoria and Abdul. So we have one that I recommend that you see with your family. And then the other I recommend that you keep your family very far away from. <laughs> um, that is some, that's a twisted, twisted film. Uh, the Killing of a Sacred Deer is... Uh, the new film from Yorgos Lanthimos, and I'll have to ask my Greek roommate tomorrow how badly I butchered that name. But sounds right uh, to me. It was close enough. But he did the, the Lobster, which came out uh, two years ago, and uh, this was a much more sinister version. Oh, <laughs> of, really? Of that? Yeah, it's it's really twisted. Um, there are a lot of similarities. It's shot very similar. It's very nice to look at. Uh, the dialogue is in the same um, sort of trademark deadpan delivery very um very frank dialogue um and it's still relatively funny given even given the subject matter um but for me and frankie i know you said you don't like him but for me this just proves that there's nobody better than delivering his style of dialogue better than than colin farrell i mean he he really he was great in the lobster i think he's even better here um but the real the real reason to go see the film, if you're going to, and it is a lot to sit through, uh, is the, the kid, Barry Keegan, who's this 25-year-old Irish actor who was in Dunkirk earlier this year. He played the oh, um, yeah. the guy on Mark Rylance's ship. Um, so he is just an absolute nightmare to watch in this movie and really gets under your skin. And I wish the movie so was... So is it, is it scary? It's, uh, it's not an outright horror film, but the way it makes you feel, I guess it gives you that similar unsettling, um, dreadful vibe the entire time. You're very uneasy. I would say it makes you very uneasy and okay. very tense. Um, I, I would say it works better as a thriller. Um, okay. Yeah, I'd say it's definitely like a suspenseful or yeah. suspense thriller. Have you seen it, Frankie? I uh, know I saw the trailer for it. Oh, okay. um, and I the two movies he's talking about is the only one I knew of, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh!" And I remember watching it, and I was like, "This looks really creepy and weird." And yeah, I saw it was from the guy from The Lobster. I'm like, "That makes sense." And then I saw Colin Farrell in it, and I instantly was like, "I'm not going to watch it because I hate <laughs> Colin Farrell." I was um, actually just talking to an, a coworker this week about The Lobster, and I, I feel like films by him. It's like I will never recommend somebody go see the film. 
it's just like if you watch the trailer and think wow that might that looks really interesting then go see it but he is one of the like most unique and strange writer directors that i think is out there right now i would agree i saw a a snippet of a review on rotten tomatoes that said it's the feel bad movie of the year recommended (laughs) recommended to somebody that you hate and I, i actually i would agree with that i can't I can't think of somebody that I would want uh, to have them see this movie unless they unless they wanted to go see it. There was, I think it was a Vanity Fair review or some review I was reading about it after we talked about it uh, earlier this week. And uh, they said, it's an incredible movie. I'll never watch it again. <laughs> and yeah. that's actually how I feel about The Lobster too. So yeah. I think he has that theme going for him. I think The Lobster could be watched a hundred times before you see this again. I mean, this is such a downer of a movie um, okay. but there's there's still a lot to admire and most of it is is the barry keegan guy he's incredible is and there, then victoria um, and abdul oh sorry no you're good i said one, i have one more question about it because is it do they touch on the greek mythology or is that really just the name based off of like something that goes on in the story i'm guessing the story so you i mean did they acknowledge you, the you, fact you, that it's Greek mythology? Is my question or is it just like a play no on the title? it's okay. just it's just the title but the uh, if you know the story um it takes the the basis of that story and really just takes it in pretty interesting directions. And I don't want to spoil anything on the podcast, but um, only similar in name really. And just the framework of that plot. Gotcha. Okay. And then you saw Victoria and Abdul and you like that? Uh, I did. Yeah, I did like it. And going in, I, I had a ton of reservations because it's really not my kind of movie. I get very bored by, uh, historical yeah. dramas for the most part but um i think it's really just i saw the king's speech and then i was like oh it's pretty good and then i saw the social network and then i saw the king's speech beating the social network for all these awards so i could never forgive the king's speech so everything i i see every british period piece that i see i automatically assume is the king's speech oh, okay. um no it, it's good though i mean it's it's definitely family friendly judy dench is good um it's kind of a walking and talking movie. You're just getting to know these two characters. And it was interesting for me because I knew nothing about the story going in. So at least I got to learn something. Um, and it was just a nice Sunday morning at the, the movies with my mom. Frankie's dog disagrees with you on your yeah, assessment. He's very upset about you. <laughs> okay. I don't know why. He knows I love Judy Dench. <laughs> uh, Frankie, and you were uh, binge watching some TV this week. I did. I binge watched a lot this week. Um, I have found a lot more time to binge watch stuff since I haven't watched uh, my typical superhero shows throughout the week because um, sure. I'm very upset with them. All but so 35 I did, uh, of them? All 35 of them. So I'm going to binge watch them and have an episode with Tim about the you know by the winter finales. Um, but no, I did Punisher, which was great. Um, and then I also did The Mist on Netflix because it seemed interesting. It's a well, Stephen King book. Hands down, the worst thing I've ever watched, even worse than Quantico. So don't go watch that. Oh wow, we can talk about that a different day. This but, is the miss the TV show, not the not the film. Yeah, right? okay, gotcha. yeah, the TV show. Yeah, on the uh, I don't know, I don't know what show it's channel it's on. I think but it was, it was on, on Spike. Okay, yeah. Ooh, oh my god. Oh, that's bound to be bad then. Um, and then I binge watched Future Man, which is what I chose to talk about. Uh, <laughs> it was um, definitely not something that is family friendly definitely a little more adult humor i mean it is by seth rogan and the guy kyle hunter and i think ariel i think is her name um the people who do like all of seth rogan's movies like uh sausage party and uh 
end of the world movie and yeah seth rogan has a way of like taking a premise of a film that would generally be for like ages 8 to 15 right and then just making it crazy dirty right i mean they're with uh so it has josh hutcherson the kid from uh the hunger games the hunger games and bridges uh, terabithia which is one of my favorite movies right. Great. um yeah now he's even taking child actors right <laughs> and so to, you know to not give spoilers away but to tell you it kind of explains to you the sex rogan humor of it and the how it's not for families there's at one point he's fighting a uh a clone not really a clone but another version of himself completely nude for like a good five minutes <laughs> they're both completely nude and they're both just fighting each other in a bathroom oh, so um, if you were to compare this show to something on cbs let's say <laughs> no because it was really but, uh, um what was there was a review i was reading that someone wrote i think it was uh they called it not perfect but great and i totally agree <laughs> it was there there are some episodes that are just kind of like all right this is you know the joke's getting kind of old this isn't that funny and then there are other episodes they have a whole james cameron episode where they go to the future and are in james cameron's house and he, it's hilarious like they make this <laughs> rip on james cameron the whole oh, time he has this like that. he has this um ai system like the smart house and she basically oh, hates james cameron too and she has to quote everything about James Cameron and then like talks about all of his like accomplishments and they keep they keep giving him different names for James Cameron every time she mentions something that he does. So like he's at uh, one point in time, they show the door from Titanic and it's like a table now. And she's like the door expert, the door expert, James Cameron. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. There's not enough room for two people on this door. Um, so. It it was really really funny. If you're into Seth Rogen's humor, um, surprisingly, there's not uh, a t- most. Of, I don't particularly like Seth Rogen's stuff that much because there's a lot of like pot jokes and weed jokes. All and just, I think it's right. old. It's very overplayed. Uh, that that was funny in the early 2000s. I don't think it's as funny anymore. There's none in this show. Um, oh wow! It's a, it's a Hulu based TV show. Now there definitely is. You know. Uh, everything else everything else adult stuff and things like that uh, <laughs> but there's uh but you know but it, it's still it was very funny um if you're into his stuff and you kind of enjoy that type of humor i think it's a great show to watch especially you know if you're looking for something bu- uh fun to easy to binge watch there's only 13 episodes and they're 30 minutes each so nice well i've been watching a couple of teaser trailers so as like a rule i don't watch trailers because they usually give away way too much Um, right but the first one is usually pretty good right like that initial teaser trailer or full trailer is is usually really good think back to like the first iron man trailer where it only shows like scenes from up until he actually puts on the iron man the first iron man suit like it's great uh so i watched the uh initial teaser for a quiet place um connor i know you saw it frankie have you seen a quiet place teaser trailer that is oop. uh just say yes so. or no you don't have to think no i don't long. think so i'm trying to remember it sounds so, familiar oh the one with emily blunt okay emily yes. blunt and john yeah, i have seen the trailer for it yeah, yeah. looks really good so, the woods in it 
yeah and like the the whole premise is that there's something that's kind of like chasing them but they so but they can only be chased if they're heard so they just have to be silent the whole time so like the majority of the film is being chased by this thing and they just do sign language all throughout the whole movie so it looks really interesting i won't that watch looks, that sounds great yeah it would only be better if it were in spanish <laughs> <laughs> um and then also the teaser trailer for trust uh which is the film coming out about uh the getty kidnapping um after all the money in the world so they're both kind of related same story um that it's just one like tracking shot pushing in on donald sutherland sitting at the table because he plays john paul getty i think is his name mm-hmm. um he looks awesome in the role uh connor did you see it i did yeah and he, he just has the the best line to end that trailer it's only like 20 oh. seconds long 20 seconds long and they just zoom in on him and he's reading the paper about his i think it's his grandson who's been kidnapped yes. the heir to his fortune and you can tell what kind of guy this is right away because he's just like, he's like, I'm perfectly capable of reading. This butter is too hard. And he starts complaining about the butter yeah. that's on the table. I love it. It's so good. It was the perfect teaser trailer to get me hooked for the show. Like I'm in on this show because he looks awesome in that role. Um, also, real quick, I also uh, watched Don't Think Twice, the um, uh, written and directed by uh, Mike Birbiglia. Uh, really enjoyed it. It is a fun indie film, um, not without its flaws, but a really fun, really fun film. Uh, definitely R-rated, lots of language in it, but really, really great story. I love everything that Mike Birbiglia does. He hasn't done a single thing that I haven't liked. So, uh, yeah, definitely go check out Don't Think Twice if you're a Mike Birbiglia fan. Um we also wanted to just real quickly talk about The Punisher since that came out on Netflix. Uh, this is a Marvel superhero show, but he's kind of like an anti-superhero. Yeah, uh, he's, you know, he, he's a vigilante. He doesn't have any powers other than being in the military. And so. he's super like uh, no mercy type of type of superhero. I've only seen the first episode. Frankie saw the whole season. Connor, were you able to check out any of The Punisher? Um, not the... Not the Punisher, no. I've seen most of Daredevil season two, um, and I'm familiar with the character. I've seen all the other Punisher films. So, um, but no, I haven't gotten around to starting the Netflix show. The, um, I mean, real quick, we'll just talk about I, I, it's hands down my favorite Marvel comic book TV show right now that they that they put wow. out there. My favorite season. Uh, I think the writing is so much more. Um, I don't want to use the word adult, but so much more mature. And I don't mean mature in like the content wise. I just mean the way it's written. It's written more uh, like a a real TV show, not a not a superhero TV show. <laughs> they deal with a lot of drama, a lot of PTSD, a lot of military issues, a lot of government conspiracies. It feels kind of like a born movie, um, you know, slash in the Marvel universe, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's definitely I, more of an action series yeah. than a superhero series. Definitely not something that you would let your kids watch. There's tons and tons of killing. <laughs> and they don't shy away from any of it. Like, no, not, not at all. A, a little bit. That's actually probably why I won't keep watching because I, all right, blood and guts, whatever. I can't stand bones breaking. 
on screen. I just, I can't do it. And they don't shy away from any of it. Yeah, it's not really, um, I don't remember that. I don't, they don't do that much. So I think you're okay. <laughs> There's a lot of people getting shot, um, a lot of blood and stuff like that. But I think that I know what you're talking about, but bones in the first episode. Um, but that's really the only time that happens. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's really good. And I think, um, I, I don't know his last name, but Shane from the uh, Walking Dead, the guy who plays Shane. the Shane. Uh, John Bernthal. Yes. <laughs> Bernthal, that's right. And it was John. Um, he, I think, was the one of the best castings in the Marvel Universe, uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, next to Iron Man and maybe Thor. Uh, no, I don't know. I'd say See, Iron Man probably has it, and then yet. maybe... Oh, he's, he's so good. If you, I mean, I love the Punisher comics, um, and I was not really a big fan of the other two Punisher movies that came out, or three well, Punisher movies I mean, that came out. Yeah. <laughs> there was one that there was are many okay reasons for that. Yeah, but uh, no, this was this was pretty epic and 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 great. I'm I'm really excited about it. So I hope they continue it on and it goes goes forward. It's it's definitely less comicy than the, the the other ones, and it's a little more believable. I guess is is a good word as well. Oh, for so. sure. For sure. Yeah, it's it's definitely a good series, good start, good pilot. Um also really interesting how they introduced him as part of the Daredevil universe and then started the the spin-off series, which I think is a really smart way to introduce the character uh and kind of build hype around that actor as that character. Um so uh yeah, really really good uh pilot if you're into kind of if you're looking for like a really actiony series which there aren't many of like true action series um definitely check out the the punisher we'll have to do a spoiler review once i actually see the whole season if i decide to um so what kind of led into our next discussion was partially that the trailer for a wrinkle in time came out this week and a wrinkle in time looks really i mean i'll I'll be honest like it looks really really good Uh, i'm not sure what you guys think about it but i thought it looked awesome and the really cool thing about it that i saw were, were two things one they have an incredibly diverse cast without it and it's one of the few times where it's a really diverse cast without it being a a movie about diversity right or about uh you know uh, about those types of themes um and it also stars three female leads right like they're like the main characters throughout the whole thing are predominantly female and so that kind of led me to think about you know what are i wonder i was curious what your guys favorite films are that feature a a female lead uh so first off what did you guys think of the wrinkle in time trailer uh connor what did you think about it uh i completely agree i thought it it looks awesome uh i mean some of the visuals that they show in the trailer are, are beautiful and that's what I, I was watching it and i was thinking i was like wow disney is really going for it here what, i wonder what the budget on this is and then i started looking oh, into sure. it and the budget was north of a hundred million dollars and then i saw that um ava duvernay is the director and I, and I read something that she's the first um black woman to direct a live action film with a budget over a million dollars so it's already breaking some ground there in addition to the diverse casting um, so I, I think it's going to be a massive hit for Disney. Um, I don't see them making a, a false move anywhere from the footage that I've seen. It looks really cool. 
Uh, I, I know nothing about the story, um, so I'm I'm probably going to like you or just avoid all trailers leading up to it. I think it comes out in March or April, sometime in the spring. But um, yeah, I think Disney's got uh, another win. March 9th, according to IMDb. March 9th. Okay. Yeah, I think they got another winner on their hands there, so I'm excited. Frankie, did you check out the trailer? I did, and to be honest with you, I agree with 100% with everything Connor just said. Like, I, I think it looks great. I think I was when I watched it, I thought this doesn't look like Disney. Like, it looks like they're, you know. Um, it almost looked like Avatar parts of yeah, it. Yeah, like, it just looked. <laughs> yeah, actually. It looked way bigger than what I thought because I didn't hear about it until you posted in the chat yeah. about it. And I went and watched it, and I was like, this looks like a, I think I was expecting something a little more cartoony, I guess. Um, but it looks it looks pretty great. So, I mean, I'm, I'll do the same thing. I'm not going to watch any trailers, and then once it comes out, I'll definitely go see it. So, Frankie, what what would you say are like your favorite films that like have a strong female lead? Um, I see this was tough for me. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie because I had, uh, not to sound weird, but I don't pay attention to who the lead is in a movie. Does that make sense? So, like, not to be that guy who's like, I don't see race or I don't see sex or anything like that. Like, I. I don't though. Like when I'm watching a movie, I'm just watching the movie. I'm watching it for the story. I'm watching it for the it, the shots, the cinema, uh, you know, the cinematography, everything like that. I'm not really paying attention to. I never. Rem- I don't think I grasp a lot of the time that oh, this was a female lead or oh, this was the the main character or things like that. Like I just kind of watch the movie. So I struggle for a little bit. Um, I think one that stands out in my head is Natalie Portman in V for Vendetta. Um, yeah. I think she did an amazing job in that movie, and I think that movie was just great. <laughs> it, was, it was, you know, original. It was, uh, it was a good twist on the story. Um, you know, and she, her acting was amazing, and she, you know, rocked that shaved head through most of the movie too. So I wouldn't shave my head for a movie. So I, you know, can't imagine being someone who had very nice long hair as a girl wanted to do it. So. Yeah, that was one that I saw coming up on a lot of lists because I actually agree with you. Um, I had to look up like some lists in order to kind of, you know, jog my memory of what movies had strong female leads. Um, And then once I was going through the list, I was like, oh, I love that movie. I love. Oh, yeah, I love that one, too. So I I hear you um, in terms of like just not kind of seeing that or remembering that. Uh, Connor, what were some of your favorites? Uh, well, it was it was a little easier for me, but I feel like I'm I cheated a little bit because this year I've been working on like a master list of my favorite films of all time. So I'm trying to let narrow it down to a hundred, but it's never gonna ever be finished. Um, so I was just picking from that, but a few that were on there. Um, I have I the Sound of Music. I think the Sound of Music okay. is is amazing. I'm a sucker for a movie musical, and I think Julie Andrews is uh, she's the goat, man. She's the goat of of musicals. So, Are you more a fan of like raindrops on roses or whiskers on kittens? Like, I would say uh, for you? that's that's the hardest question anyone's asked me in a long time. I would say uh, <laughs> whiskers on kittens for sure. Yeah, they're pretty freaking um, adorable. Roses die, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, but that's that's an all time classic. Um, I also more recently um, the Kill Bill movies I think are just a blast. Um, Uma Thurman crushes it, and I'll watch anything Tarantino does. I think. Uh, there are a few strong female characters throughout those movies. Um, and then also uh, Short Term 12 would be my number one. With uh, If you haven't seen it, it's with Brie Larson. came out a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. Um, and she is this uh, – she runs this residential treatment center for a bunch of uh, teenagers who 
have either been abused or run away. Um, so it's an incredibly difficult job, but she's only like in her mid twenties and she's got a ton of stuff going on in her own life. So, um, that's one of the best performances I think I've ever seen male, female, whatever. Um, and I, I think it's better than the role that she won an Oscar for, for room. Um, so definitely seek that out if you haven't seen it. I'll have to check that out because I was actually the first one on my list was actually room. Um, you haven't seen Room yet? No, no, I've seen Room. I haven't checked. Oh, I haven't wow. Seen the other oh, movie. wow. I was going to say, yeah, we should stop no, this podcast right room, now. Room was uh, my absolute hands-down favorite film that year, and I was really disappointed that it didn't win because it is brilliant, and her performance is perfect. Like, it is flawless throughout the entire thing. Uh, so that was, like, literally the first movie on my list. So I'll have to check out. What was the name of the other one? Short Term 12. Short term twelve. I will have to check that out. Um, Fun fact: the kid from Room is the kid that's in that new Wonder movie. I think, Wonder, yeah. That's oh, okay. Jacob Tremblay. Um, the other movie. So I had two other movies, and they kind of get lighter as we go along. Um, Let me guess: Legally Blondes and Legally Blonde, <laughs> white and blue. <laughs> yeah. Red, white, and blonde. I believe. Red, white, and blonde. That's right. Yeah. Get it right, Frankie. Um, the second one's a Zero Dark Thirty. Directed by Catherine Bigelow, mm-hmm. starring uh, Jessica Chastain. You know, I thought about that. I didn't know if that counted as a lead or not, because there's so many other stars in the movie. Oh, but Such she's definitely the lead. Yeah, I think she. Yeah, yeah. The, the story, you know, happens and revolves around her. And she's one of those actresses, like her performances are so perfect. I'll go see anything that she's in. Even a war movie where she's a zookeeper. Like, that's fine, because she's great. Um so that's the uh, story about the the assassination of Osama bin Laden. Um, and lastly, in this one, this one there may be some uh, I may get some flack for, but I I chose it because I remember seeing it for the first time, and I loved this movie. Catherine Hegel, Twenty Seven Dresses. Unfortunately, it's gotten to be like the indie standard for uh, coming of age films, but Juno was one of my favorite films juno was a great movie well i i know what he means i mean there's like a a sentiment where like juno's like people can make fun of juno for being overly quirky and there it's like inspired a bunch of like kind of knockoff junos so like it's that that and little miss sunshine are kind of in the same league of being the little indie darling um so i get it but i i mean i disagree with that sentiment i i agree with you that it's a, a great movie yeah, it's, it's kind of got like the uh, uh, like Napoleon, it's kind of gone through the Napoleon dynamite phase where it's like some of the jokes are like, uh, but you have to like remember that those jokes weren't told that way at that time. And right, just been people that have been copying it that have kind of killed it. Um, so yeah, um, real quick, a couple of honorable mentions, I won't go into much detail about them at all. Um, Gravity from a couple of years back, starring Sandra Bullock. Uh, <sighs> Arrival, uh, starring Amy Adams. Yes. Um, I'll save the best one for last. Uh, The Others, starring uh, oh Nicole Kidman. Uh, Eh, Colossal, starring uh, uh, oh Anne Hathaway. Yes, I love Colossal. I'm glad you put that on there. And, and this is where Frankie's definitely going to disagree with Connor and myself. La La Land. Oh my god! I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. It's 
Oh, that's right. Because the movie that's was right. so good that it that was one of the worst movies you, I've ever seen. Ooh, Frankie. That's a one discussion for another it time. Was such a typical Hollywood, I want to win an Oscar, so let me write a story about what it's like to live in Hollywood and how my life is so tough, but it's like a musical, too. No. We're going to make it a musical to make it special, make it different than every other movie that's been written about. That's just what it's like to work in Hollywood. Literally got the Blu-ray for my birthday. So we will leave it at that. Um, Agree or disagree? Or what are your favorite films that have a female lead? Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. Where can people connect with us, Frankie? You guys can uh, follow us on Twitter at Three Critics Pod. You can like us on Facebook. Get um, keep up with our post on there, facebook.com slash incredible critics. And please, guys, go on to iTunes, give us a rating, uh, leave a comment, let us know what you think. Look forward to talking with you guys. And we will have a bonus episode on. I'll probably release it on Friday since Thursday is Thanksgiving. Uh, going through Black Mirror, the episode called the National Anthem, which if you choose not to watch it i will not hold that against you spoilers for the next episode um we are the incredible critics <laughs> pick up the slack why tim's not here it's fine yeah god forbid you have to do something <laughs> i have to do the social media at the end you know how hard that is remembering those links <laughs>